the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Marty Sheargold. Yes, Marty's off the leash. He's getting set up. He's got a few gripes, a few things he'll be getting off his chest. Correct, Marty? Do I talk now, Tone, or do we play the song? I think we have to go straight to the song. Fire it off! <laughs> hey, hang on. Let me just do a bit of sizzle, oh, okay. though. Sorry, mate. Sizzle it up. Uh, Big Brother, is it any fruitier than what was going out on number 96 30 years ago? Yeah, true. Very true. We'll be asking that. Stupid crime, the mistress of disguise, do you share an ass tattoo with somebody? Bird smuggling, is it all it's cracked up to be? We're <laughs> tackling <laughs> the big ones, I'll get this, but hey, don't panic. There's still Teddy Geiger, Pete Murray. And Billy Joel. Unfortunately, they're going to basically be wiped out by the upcoming triple whammy. That's enough out of you. Underworld, underneath the radar. Get this right around the nation on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, for another week. Richard Marsland. Tony, how you doing? Getting the chair ready for Ed Cavalier's return. Absolutely. It seems to be okay. And have you got some classy music there? Sure do. We are still brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Vito, the van of the year. We won't hear otherwise. <laughs> Other vans just fooling themselves, frankly. But for the normal van price, that's what I've got to keep pointing out. And nobody likes getting around in a veto more than our guest today. Marty Shingle, give him a round. Huge, huge fan of the veto. And the wonderful people at Mercedes-Benz. It's classy. Um, God, it's early, Tone. I can tell you that much. Have you said... Check on the early. You've done nothing but whinge about the time since you got in here. It's so—it's almost dark when I got up. That's not right tone, and it is not a nice day. I don't care about the Italians or any of their mates. Yeah, what I should there? be in bed, Tone. Did they win the Italians? We won the World Cup. Right. Um, Are you Italian, Marty? No, but I'm just working off the theory that we lost... Uh, to the Italians in right. rather controversial circumstances. So Therefore, the World Cup is ours. Okay, fair enough. That'll annoy all the Italian listeners <laughs> enormously, and that was my intention. <laughs> the cheats. Crazy-legged Italians. We learn so much about you when you come in, Marty. So many inquiries whether you're still available for pyrotechnics after certainly we... certainly am. I'm a flashpot specialist. <laughs> uh, what was the last gig you did? I mean, Van Bon Jovi, Jovi Rod Laver Arena. Right. Is uh, that when they were coming down on the Flying Foxes? certainly was. For living in a prayer? Uh, or on a prayer, pardon. Well, what was controversial about my early flashpot work was that uh, Lordy at Eurovision did a lot of this gear, but I was one of the first guys to do it, which is attach a flashpot to the neck of the guitar. Mm. Really? Uh, a lot of bands have tried since, some have right. mixed success, but um, certainly Lordy really hammered it when they won Eurovision this year. But prior to yeah. Lordy getting on the flashpot on the neck of the guitar... That was some of my earliest gear. So when people do that, they might just say, oh, let's, let's do a sheer gold on this one. Yeah, let's, let's, let's gold it up. <laughs> uh, Marty, <laughs> let's, I'm let's looking... Gold. I'm, I'm trying to find some stories that you guys no, wouldn't so have... so many stories. You wouldn't here. have covered on the... On um, the sh I heard some sizzle the other day. I didn't hear the segment itself, but I heard you Ford promoting yeah. that you were going to be talking about the stars on a hunger strike. Yeah, now, Thief wanted to get that out, but it, it had such a high, what we call, yawn factor. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't ever got to it. I wouldn't let her do it. All right. Uh, she tried to do it for three days in a row. I kept saying, you know, we're not a magazine-style radio show. Keep punching away. You know, try and sneak it in under the radar. Call it something I won't suspect and then right. see if you can get it in. Maybe I'll uh, just put that one aside. It's, it's Look, it's a story about Sean Penn and a few of his mates having one day off the food, isn't it? It's not even one whole day. Isn't it? It's a, it's a rolling... It's called a rolling fast. It's a joke is what it is. So someone doesn't eat. Susan Sarandon goes, oh, I'm not going to eat this sandwich. And after a couple of hours, oh, 
someone else will have to take over not eating the sandwich because <laughs> I've got to eat that roll. <laughs> then off she goes, then someone else sits in her chair and doesn't eat it. So it's like a fast that lasts about two and a half hours. Uh, it's just classic Hollywood. Sean Penn, he's a, he's a mover and shaker. He's a power player. Is that commitment to the cause? Not yeah. eating a sandwich for two and a half hours? Very anti-everything, Sean Penn. You're right. There is a high yawn factor there. Let's move on to testicles. Uh, mm. Listen to this story over the weekend. It was the bulge in his groin that alerted customs officers as the passenger was about to board a flight from Sydney to Bangkok. Pressed for an explanation, Wayne Frederick Floyd aroused further suspicion when he told the officers... I have a hernia. Sometimes one of my testicles rises. Well, so far so good. A strip search revealed six eggs hidden inside a stocking <laughs> in his underwear. Hello. Two of the eggs were damaged, but the other four were immediately taken to Taronga Zoo for hatching <laughs> and turned out to contain cockatoos and galahs, both of which are on the uh, endangered species list. Budgie smugglers. <laughs> uh, quite but, literally budgie smugglers. Yeah. But imagine that. So you've got six eggs hidden in your underpants, mm. and you're going to try and pull that off as, oh, malfunctioning plums. My problem <laughs> is... Uh, that's it, all that is, I officer. Mean, that's just two massive nuts. Sorry, sir. Can I board, please? <laughs> I can't get any of that sort of stuff happening with the size of my two, 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 two testicales, Tone. Uh, they're massive. You know what I'm saying? They're ostrich eggs. They are. Uh, undies. Your normal undies. No, I've had to say to mum, stop buying me undies because you don't get it. I'm a man. <laughs> Um, she but had me in kids' undies for years. It was, it was weird. <laughs> what is so the I've sheer gold buying, V? I started buying my own undies, Ty. What is the sheer gold V? My wife's told me to ask you about the sheer gold V. Is this some fashion item you're selling on your show? The sheer gold V? You can't even remember I'm not talking sure about what it. it is, Ty. You take no notes, do you? Um, oh, it's my body shape. Yeah, it's my body shape. Oh, right. Because I'm, right. I, I want. Uh, Nicholas Cage went through a stage where he wanted his waist. The size of a snake. Uh, he, he was actually quoted as saying, I'm, I want my waist to be the size of a snake. Right. And that's when I invented the sheer gold V because I'm massive upstairs in the upper body. Sure. Uh, and then I cut down, I chiseled down to what I, what I call the sheer gold V. <laughs> I chiseled, chiseled down to a waist the size of a badger. I've, uh, Is that lifting all the flash pots that gets you to that <laughs> way? Flash pot lifting and um, first sitting on my lap helps. <laughs> it works my abs. How the show operates. Well, that's some um, of your listeners won't even know who Foof is. It's fr- well, certainly not Adelaide listeners. No traction there. We heard about your trouble. What was he mm. slagging off Ann Wills? Or yeah, something? there was a bit of Ann Wills gear and yeah. a bit of the who was the uh, Richard? Who was the newsreader there? The crazy newsreader in Adelaide. Well, there's several. There's Graham Goodings, Keith Martin. I Keith know Martin, Keith. the guy that writes his own books. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a weatherman slash novelist. Now he puts one of those Adelaide almanacs together. Come and check out this part of town. I'm Keith. And he's one of those dudes that reads the weather, and he's quite litigious, isn't he, Keith? From yeah, there. yep. He's a bit of a... He's, he's right on it. He doesn't like anyone commenting about him, but he's one of those guys who um, says stuff like uh, 27 degrees in uh, Tarpunga tomorrow. Uh, great day for drying, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you're not on in Adelaide I'm anymore. Not Adelaide. I just think, look, if you're smuggling bird's eggs, mm. uh, is the swollen testicle really the answer? I mean, so basically what you're saying is, well, there's two of them there, and there's another four coming in behind. Yeah. It's not a convincing scenario. No, it's not. Not once you get the duds off. It's fine if you've got pants over the undies, but when you can see five or six lumps in a man's <laughs> pants, you know that he's packing more than two of anything in there. He's probably smuggling galas. Oh. Not merely grotesquely deformed. Keith Martin, haven't thought about him for years. Welcome to our show. This is how it works. Big stories. There's just one more before we wind up. Beautiful. 
Rob Mills, you know Millsy. Millsy, yeah, of Vanity. Uh, what was his song? Mm, Miss Vanity. Miss was Vanity, it? fine. He had to go overseas because people were stirring him about, you know, his relationship with Paris Hilton. He's gone to Germany, more stirring, beaten up, thrown in jail. Now, listen to this, the papers are shocked. His web diary's gone strangely silent. Oh, no, are they, are they saying he's in, incarcerated or gone missing? He's just, he's just lost it. He just can't do the web diary anymore. What was on there? <laughs> you strangely silent. What was actually on there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> had a beer yesterday. <laughs> Um, guys in the band haven't rung. What's that about? <laughs> Being stirred again. Rightfully so, I guess. Mum reckons I should go to Germany. I might just do that. Haven't accepted. I'm an idiot yet, but can only be matter of days away. But it's bizarre that he wanted to get away from Aussies and then he went to Germany. Who's checking it? Who's going there every day? It's hard to keep up the blogging on the so Hushkow. You should go there every day and, fight and do a Millsy update. I mean, that's the sort of thing you could do. Whereas I would have to turn a computer on. Actually, I'd just get someone else to do it and give me a hard copy. But That's a job for Ed Cavalry when yeah, he gets back. Yeah, get Ed onto it. He loves that kind of gear. Yeah, well, there's no sign of him as yet. Millsy. Oh, Ed might have seen Millsy. They were both in Germany at the same time. We have no confirmation that Ed was ever in Germany. Oh, really? I think he's just hiding out in Bondi somewhere, mistress of disguise style, <laughs> sleeping with a range of women who are impressed by his new status on the Rager. <laughs> That's what he's up to. Oh, God, where am I pretending to be from? I'll say Prague. <laughs> just quick, text me some information about the World Cup. We have no evidence that he was ever in Germany. They were no. hardly exclusives. He was pretty much just telling us what you could find out in the paper. I'm being gestured. Apparently the show is almost over. I have heard that Ed has slept with two detectives in Bondi. <laughs> and he's smuggling galahs in his enormous underpants. That'd be Teddy Geiger for you, I Geiger. Oh, no. I'm oh, sorry, Tone. I talked out. Oh, so you do that gear. Doesn't matter. You do it beautifully. There's no rules on get this on Triple M with Marty Sheargold sitting in, inventor of the Sheargold V system uh, of fitness. The V and partly responsible for traction and sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> what about cut through? Do you get a lot of cut through on oh, your show? I let Fief do that gear. Sometimes we're told, look, you had good traction today. There was yeah. plenty of sizzle, but the cut through wasn't there. Cut through wasn't there. Yeah. What, how are your time spent listening figures, Tone? That's the one that obsesses them. They haven't got to me on that one yet. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> if they haven't got to you, you're not in any trouble. Yeah, there's, uh, I don't know, the guests are up on blocks, that's what I'm told. Oh, yeah, we've had a guest up on blocks meeting too. How did that turn out? Well, it's only me and Faith, so one of us is in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie? <laughs> or Barrett's, Mark Beretta from Sunrise. He's our favourite guest, so I'll probably get rid of him, because we like him. You want to get Jodie Harris on as a regular. I reckon she'd be a top uh, correspondent for this yeah. repair. Yeah, she would be. Now, what's her name, though? Because we've gone with Mistress of Disguise, as have many of the papers. Some are going with Catch Me If You Can Bandit, which we feel has been done. There was that film. Yeah. Uh, the Contra Queen, that's Contra Queen. the one the Australian are backing. And now, over the weekend, the Sydney Telegraph have busted out Madam Con. Madam Con. As in the fruiterer. <laughs> As in Marika. <laughs> <laughs> the alter ego. Let's just call her Marika. Yeah, now. Marika. Uh, what about this? She's been, uh, over the weekend, she wants everyone to see that she's wearing her love for her boyfriend, Andrew uh, Twining, the policeman, on her body. She mm. thrust her left hand out of the window of the enclosed dock at Sydney Central Local Court to reveal the name Andrew tattooed on the inside of her wrist. He's got a matching tattoo on his ass. Right cheek, exactly the same, she yelled out. Jesus. Andrew Twining, why isn't he here? Ask the officers where he is. He's being protected by police, said Madame Con. 
Now, Tone, is it true that he eventually got round to dobbing her in? He dobbed her in. He told the police that his girlfriend was in Irish pub Scruffy Murphy's. And if you had a look at the um, mistress of the sky, she is a bit of a Scruffy Murphy. Yeah, I could imagine finding her at the Murphs, the Scruffsters. Uh, she's rough, rough ass, isn't she? Around the edges, particularly. She's ordinary. She dobbed him in quick, though, didn't she? As soon as she was in the van. Find out where my boyfriend is. He's yeah, got a, love. a tattoo on an ass. God, she dobbed him in too quickly. It's un-Australian. It's a bit Irish, in fact. <laughs> Why? Okay, matching tattoos. Mm. He's got it on the ass. And she's gone in her wrist. What's that? How is that matching tattoos? That's not matching. I mean, I could think of a couple of scenarios where it might have unfolded that way. <laughs> None of them are suitable. Yeah, they'll all be happening in prison. <laughs> but, you know, and there's a lot of talk about him being undercover. You know, that it was yeah. all a scam. He wasn't really... He, the, what, what the, he, he? It was all something he was up to, to lure in the Mistress of Disguise. Oh, so he's like the mastermind behind it all. Yeah, no. except, you know, last no. tattoo. <laughs> That's uh, deep cover. Yeah, that's deep cover. <laughs> now, I think he was probably gullible in the early days, sucked in by her, you know, ability to change shape and stuff. <laughs> Power twins. She's a shape changer. She was a bucket of water for about three weeks. <laughs> and did, uh, she filled in for that Adelaide weatherman for a couple of weeks. Keith Martin yeah. did a brief stint uh, Channel 9 in Adelaide. But you're saying he's litigious. I believe he is. Yeah. Is that how he's promoted? The litigious weatherman that's every he, morning. That's how he opens his segment. <laughs> okay. I get nervous when you talk about Keith because it was programmed into me in Adelaide. Don't ever mention Keith. Mm. Don't talk to Keith. Don't even look Keith in the eye if you see him. This show goes to air half an hour later in Adelaide, so this bit will be cut out Nip by the time. Nip it all out, guys. It won't be there. Uh, you know, now we're talking about Madame Con, and, you know, she seems to me that would be a great sort of wild card intruder. For the Big Brother house, right steal Galen's identity. Are you? What, if are you, there is one, are you across Big Brother Tony? You're watching it. Where are we at with, this, the, uh, uh, with the BB oh, house? There's so much to get to on Big Brother this morning, and the controversy of whether it's uh, you know perverting our morality. We'll be talking about that soon. But Matt Dow, who uh, builds all the sketches on this program, does a fine job. Uh, taped a fantastic discussion on Big Brother. You know, people say that they're stupid in that house, Marty. No, I find that hard to believe. I don't believe it at all. Have a listen to this discussion. Six or one, half dozen of the other. What's that mean? Six or one. No, six of one. No, it's not. It's six or one, half a dozen of the other. You're joking, right? No, I'm not. I'm serious. All right. That doesn't make any sense. One half a dozen of the other. It's six of one. means six of one, half a dozen of the other. It means that they're both contributed. No, my dad can say it here. I know what it means. All right, hear this out. Six or half a dozen. It's the same. So you go... Six no, or one half a dozen of the other. Or one half a dozen yeah, the of the other. Well, well that's not how it's supposed to be said. See? Oh, Tone, that's <laughs> mind-numbing. Maths, philosophy, how, science. How's the guy who eventually just, at one point, just goes, you're joking. He just, <laughs> <laughs> was the guy saying he believes it's six or one yes. half dozen of the other? Yeah. <laughs> hey, who is that? <laughs> He should be evicted immediately for being simple and made to sit with Gretel's daughter and choose what she'll be wearing on the next episode. He was trying to explain it to the other bloke. Yeah. Oh. He was drawing a diagram, but he couldn't see properly because he did have the other bloke's testicles covering his eyes. <laughs> okay, there's more coming up on this show. Get this. They are bastards.
as far as most consumers are concerned. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Offensive things on TV. Marty, do you think there are still offensive things going out on Australian TV in this day and age? While ever Gretel Colleen has a spot in front of a camera. <laughs> uh, You're a big fan of Gretel, aren't you? Yeah. You like the older ladies. Yeah, I, I think Gretel, yeah, I think she's peaking. Now, around, she got maybe one more series in her. But if she goes to BB07, no, no, she might be peaking now. All right, let's find out next on Get This. Thank you, Billy Joel, for contributing to the sizzle here at Get This on Triple M Around the Nation. Richard Marsland on the buttons, Marty Sheargold in the sidecar today. Marty, you, you're yeah. talking about Gretel Colleen. I'm a massive fan of Gretel, particularly over the whole turkey slap thing. Yes, now... She, she sort of started out, and I'm always quite reluctant to discuss Gretel and her opinions, because yeah. I don't know her. No. But she sort of started out giving it a bit of... the boy. They're two lovely guys. Yeah. They're lovely guys. Just cards, a bit of character. You, you know, a bit of... You, you know, Tom foolery shenanigans <laughs> then the media's turned on them and she's just disappeared shut up never said another word about it because she realized public opinion was against them right therefore against her mm. and but, her fashion sense obviously goes without saying but they say that you know the, the people who are involved in the incident say the house promotes it you know that the, that was the house's fault well i think if you get the level of iq that's kicking around in that house and throw some alcohol in there you're going to have some problems and put them in beds together with your galens of the world you have to kiss each other that sort of stuff i mean isn't it it's a bit like saying you know here's the house we've poured petrol all over everything we've left a lot of straw mm. and uh you know tinder sort of, you know, sticks everywhere. Mm. Uh, here's your box of matches. Whatever you do, don't start any fires. <laughs> exactly. What would be great is if they evicted beds instead of guests. <laughs> if they just went one one bed at a time until there's like 14 people but one bed left. I'm and then it's just a turkey slap. It's a turkey farm then, Tone. And then we want to get Ian Turpy in there for some turpy slapping. I saw the Terps in the paper the other day. It's another story. <laughs> Terps indeed. What about this, though? More Big Brother bombshells over the weekend. Big Brother insiders have revealed the show's sleazy casting calls involving nudity and abuse. No. What, they make them get nude? Apparently, former housemate Heath Tournier said that potential players must parade nude for Big Brother producers. You're kidding. The audition process also calls for hopefuls to spout abuse and perform lap dances. Maybe it was just his. I don't know. Maybe he just pulled the short straw at the end of the day. The producers had had a few wines and thought, right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this bloke, guys. Gather around. Seriously, don't tell him when he comes in. Make him go nude and do a lap dance on Susan. And like, what is some abuse at the same time. What is going on? It says, But listen to what Tournier says. I feel comfortable nude, so I walked around nude as part of the audition. The producers want to know what uh, contestants look like nude. Um, I cannot say whether they're looking for anything specific, but they call that part of the audition the nudie run. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they try and disguise it as some sort of fun, wacky student term, when in actual fact it's a group of middle-aged people looking at nude young people. Going, bit... cool, get them in the show. She'll have a shower without a top on. It sounds all very Abu Ghraib in there at Channel 10, doesn't it? Any Hessian sacks? <laughs> in battery, a... battery cables? In a growing shame file, former housemates say turkey slapping is actually rife in the Big Brother house. You're kidding. Females often use their breasts to retaliate to the turkeys. Mm. Uh, producers deliberately cast well-endowed males and busty females. They don't encourage or discourage you to have sex, says former contestant Iga Vermeski. 
But there are condoms in the first aid kit in case of emergency. If that isn't a single, I don't know what is. Has anyone ever had sex on the Big Brother show? I mean, there was the unfortunate um, doona arrangement. <laughs> Try the dancing doona. The dancing doona thing with, uh, I think, mm. was it Peter Timms? I'm not sure who it was. I, uh, I think uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Neither I think, can I. I think it was. Um, it wasn't Keith Martin involved in that. I think Keith Martin. Uh, Adelaide Weatherman, Keith Martin was briefly involved, I believe. <laughs> Do not quote me, Adelaide. Allegedly. Relax, <laughs> allegedly. But no, I don't think anyone's ever gone the whole. Uh, there was the g-string in the rewards room <laughs> bath incident. That That's right. Went a bit pear-shaped for a couple of them, mm. and then they, they all come out and go, "Nah, didn't do it." Yeah. But it happens overseas. Like, was it in the Netherlands? It was 25 minutes after the start of episode one. The <laughs> were already on the job. You'll do. Quick. It's only show. six months in this house. I mean, you really put your cards on the table early. I mean, you're 25 minutes in. You would be in the kitchen now. I mean, what if in week two you just realise you've made the biggest mistake of your life, Galen style? Oh, okay. I'm, I look, it just goes from worse to worse for Channel 10 and Big Brother. If they're seriously auditioning people in the nude, that's, <laughs> that, that is a serious issue. Are other shows doing that, do you know? Not sure. Uh, Peter Roseland's Can We Help? Is that, <laughs> do they have nude auditions for those panels? Einstein Factor, I'm fairly sure. Pete Burner makes <laughs> yeah. some of the guys do a bit of nude gear. Mikey Robbins, he'll just parade around nude for Mikey no reason. Loves nude gear. He did a nude run at Bondi once. <laughs> Look, but is Big Brother corrupting our morality? Is it really worse than what we've been watching on your normal Aussie TV for about 30 years? Let's find out next on Get This. That'd be Pete Murray opportunity here <laughs> Get This on Triple M. It's uh, Marty Sheargold uh, co-hosting today. Let's climb the mountain. Let's get straight up there. <laughs> We're talking about Australia's wildly swinging moral Pendulum. There was yeah. a great article in the Melbourne Herald Sun over the weekend by Brian Patterson where he's talking about how, you know, television standards have changed. Racism and sexism, which used to be the mainstays of the ratings battle. It was commonplace. 40 years ago. They're out now, yeah. while materialism and swearing are back in. Ooh, he's noticed an interesting shift. He has. Um, the Australian moral compass is definitely awry. Use of the F word, which had Graham Kennedy taken off air in 1975, is now common on TV. But some scenes from the 1970s drama series Number 96, starring sex kitten Abigail, couldn't be screened on a recent 40-year anniversary special because the full frontal nudity, once groundbreaking, is considered gratuitous today. There is a particular quality to 70s nudity, do you find, Marty? Yeah, it's grainy. It's, <laughs> it's old school. It's, it's sort of flabbier. Yeah, but it's sexier in a way too because everything's so, you know, polished and airbrushed now. Yeah. You don't get the feeling that you're looking at a man or a woman anymore. You don't get that confessions of a window cleaner kind no, of nudity. No, you, you don't get that Jack. Thompson centerfold kind of jeez, oh, one stubby too many, Jack. That kind of feel is gone. In fact, um, one hour photo on the weekend with Robin Williams, yes. full frontal nudity in that. Who That's knew? Right. I'm just ticking yeah. along, minding my own business on Saturday night, thinking, I wonder how this night's going to bang! <laughs> Not Robin Williams, sure. No, Thank well, goodness. Some minor player, woman style, answered the door, dressing gown open, bang! All Full right. frontal nudity. Well, I mean, see, that was pretty normal on Australian TV. I saw there's a TV series of um, Alvin Purple, mm. 
And there was one episode of it on the Comedy Channel, and it was just Graham Blundell, ghoulies ahoy, yeah. just running around his flat. Was he dancing? He was dancing. <laughs> it was all, everything was wobbling. Yeah. And yeah, you couldn't do that now. No, God, no. But number 96, and there's a fantastic new DVD out on Umbrella Entertainment, who do a, a top job uh, restoring old things for DVD, and they've... They've, I've been through it. I've had a look at number 96 to see what all the fuss is about because we didn't get it in New Zealand. No, there's a fair amount of nudity on the front cover. Just the front cover should the be The front banned. cover alone, let alone getting into the two-disc two collector's edition, collector's <laughs> edition tone of number 96. But uh, Brian Patterson in his article has tracked down a few people from number 96 to see what they think of Big Brother and okay. how it compares to what they were up to. Uh, Deborah Gray, the first woman to strip on Australian TV in number 96, says uh, Big Brother is dull and tacky. And adds to society's moral confusion. When I was in number 96, appearing nude was the height of revolution, a political act. It was all about freedom. Oh, don't know about that. Adds Ken James, the first Australian man to bear his buttocks on TV <laughs> in the 1970s series The Box. He finds contemporary television pretty rank. The gratuitous things I sometimes see do worry me. What, like your own buttocks? Yeah, he'd find it. He wouldn't find it as rank if he had a job. <laughs> There's it's fun in the kitchen still not going. I used to love Ken James' fun in the kitchen. Yeah. He had so much fun in the kitchen. <laughs> More fun than you would think would be possible in a kitchen. Uh, There's been a big change in direction over the years, says Ken James. First man to bear his buttocks on Australian TV. What a great title. The nudity today is gratuitous. Yep. And it was political back in the days of number 96. Mm. Well, let's have a look. Here, I'll give you an example of how a nude scene would unfold on number 96. I know you can't see it, but you can picture it. Listen to this. Will Don Finlayson fall deeply in love oh. with Grant Chandler, the new boy next door? Will Giovanni be exposed and arrested as a jewel thief? Will Norma Whitaker accept Weppo's proposal of marriage? Will the hooded rapist strike again? <laughs> Sorry, that, that was just a bit of sizzle. <laughs> wondering what that was, Tone. I knew it was sizzle, but I didn't know how it fit into the fry pan of, uh, of get this. <laughs> Sorry, that was just that was just a bit of pre-promotion for the clip you're about to hear. Oh. Okay, here comes the gratuitous nudity. Check it out. You've got a patient in there. Mrs. Horton here already? No. Young girl I picked up down the TAB this morning. But I can't possibly see her now. Now go on, in you go. But, Graham, what's her name? Miss Hemingway. And what's her problem? Oh, I don't know. Except she thinks she's Lady Godiva now. Come on in with you. And so the psychiatrist goes in his office as a nude woman sitting cool. in the chair. Miss Hemingway? Oh, Dr. Wilkinson. Now, look, I know how busy you are, Doctor, so I'll come straight to the point. I'm very worried about my peeping toms. Not gratuitous. <laughs> that was a political act right there. Viva la revolution! <laughs> Hang on, a psychiatric patient who thinks she's Lady Godiva. Worried about her peeping toms. Um, You've made your point, Ken James. I bet the writers pushed the chair back away from the table on that one. The peeping toms, Larry. But it's not just nudity on number 96. Mm. Outrageous drug use. Children shooting up heroin. No. Would that be acceptable on television today? Could you even do that in an R-rated movie? No. Children shooting up heroin. Not advocating it. But have a listen to this. A hypodermic? Oh, Teresa, that's mainlining. Well, I didn't want to go that far. You can get really hooked on that stuff. Don't you believe it? They only say that to put us off. Well, they want us to have a good time. Now, show me your arm. But, Teresa, I'm not sure. You read so many awful things. 
They only say that. This way it goes straight into the bloodstream. The effect is instantaneous. It's wild. You'll be way up there. But it's dangerous. People have died from taking it. Kid, wake up to yourself. Get with it. The oldies have their drugs. Why can't we have ours? What's <laughs> that? Mainlining. Not even in a in a David Lynch film, you wouldn't have a couple of little primary school kiddies shooting up, would that, you? That is just... Is that on the collector's edition two disc set? Because it that is. is a ma- mainlining. <laughs> That's right. What year are we talking about? have got right? all the terms down. I mean... 1976, so... That is unbelievable, isn't it? That's 30 years ago. They're talking about kids... Mainline. <laughs> That's right. So it, was, it was a sort of sending the message that it's full on, it's serious. You know, yeah. you don't want to hook yourself into this scene. <laughs> but still, I mean. So, you know, really, is Big Brother. You know, is it anything new, really? I mean, we see things all the time that appall us on TV, and that's what we're talking about on Talkback Mountain. Call us up with anything you've seen that's appalled you. What have you seen, Marty, that's shocked you? Well, apart from the full frontal nudity in uh, one-hour photo the other night (laughs) and Gretel's fashion sense uh, as an ongoing, continuing saga in my mind's eye. uh, Can you get back to me, Tony? Okay. (laughs) What have you got, Martha? Oh, I mean, uh, I, I, all I can think of is the Big Brother house and watching uh, Friday Night Live up the other night. Oh, not Friday Night Live. The, the games. The late, night, the late night show. You know, oh, the one yeah. that goes from, yep. say, 11.30 till about 1.30 in the morning. My you know, Goldman. With my Goldman. Uh. And for a good seven minutes, all they were showing was Perry got up. Um, everyone else was asleep, but Perry got up and just started sitting on the couch and they kept that camera angle on her for seven minutes. She wasn't doing anything at She's all. She was on just, the couch. just sitting on the couch having a cup of tea. That's television, and question mark. That was enough to get her voted out, too. Yeah, exactly. It was that incident. Kerry right. uh, Ann Kenley recently found herself in Ottawa, I think. That was um, right. her, her, her new mate, the young, energetic, happy-go-lucky guy. I haven't seen this. What's going on? Uh, she got a toy boy, Kerry Ann. Yeah. He used to just sell stuff and do the silent auction. That's right. right. Now he's... He's kicked it up a gear and he talks. That's shocking. <laughs> that is shocking. I'll be turkey sloping next on that show. What I saw that shocked me was Hey Hey by request. Oh, yeah, I missed it. Was it on? <laughs> it was. Who's requesting it? Daryl. Okay. <laughs> but my wife spotted something in the end credits. She said if you watch the end credits of Hey Hey by request, the hairdresser's name goes up. You know, you'll often see hairdresser, obviously, sure. in the end credits. Right. But then underneath her name, it's got a phone number. <laughs> Contact details. Yeah. <laughs> you don't expect that. And funnily enough, they had the same thing for Daryl. But um, <laughs> have you seen something that's shocked and appalled you on Australian TV? Give us a call. one triple three five three. That's Fat Boy Slim and his praise you with possibly the greatest rock video. Uh, yeah, it is a great rock video. Ever made. Have Where you I- seen the juggling one time? Did he just come out with oh, yeah. the juggling? Is that good? Yeah, it's great. Oh, he ran a competition, and the theme was juggling mm. for his brand new song. And so all these people sent in their ideas of clips, and you can see them all on his website. But the one that won is pretty spectacular. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant okay. juggler. As long as it's good juggling, because mm. there's some bad juggling around. There's a lot of bad juggling, which gets us into it, <laughs> Hey, Talkback Mountain! <laughs> How many jugglers used to come on Hey Hey It's Saturday and have a cat and a chainsaw and go, the natural enemy of the cat, the chainsaw? Marty Putz. Marty Putz. Do you remember Marty Putz? People go nuts for Marty Putz. He'd come out in the inflatable Elvis suit. Yep. Or he'd put his face through the pizza box. He was a props gag. Well, that's is that necessarily shocking, though? No. Don't know, because that's what we're looking for today. Things that are, or today, I'm so I'm saving time by cutting out <laughs> random syllables. <laughs> uh, what have you been appalled by? Who's going first, Richard? Uh, Paul, have you got some shocking TV for us? Uh, yes, I have. Um, hey, Dad. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. And now it's on Fox Classics, which made me get rid of Foxtel. Oh, the <laughs> word classics attached to Hey Dad is an issue. It'll just uh, go forever if they're running, because isn't uh, Hey Dad like the fifth most amount of episodes ever for a sitcom? Apparently, yes. And Nudge, I don't know what Nudge does these days, but uh, it can't be very much. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what Nudge does either. No. Chris, Some, something off. about a pub or... And or there was security guard, or anyway. he never got a spin-off the way uh, Betty did with Hampton Court. Oh, <laughs> God, jeez, oh, that one! Until you said it, then that had gone. That was gone, Joe. It was a very early. It was like a number ninety-six Big Brother style. Hampton Court. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite good enough for Fox Classics. Oh no. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, that's certainly shocking. But can we go more shocking? Who's next? Uh, Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Great. Now you have some shocking TV for us? I'm shocked. As recently as uh, Saturday night at the rugby, yes, they showed the uh, All Black fight, um, uh, lock, Jerry Collins, doing a wee on the field just before he went on. But they panned over, over to him just as he was shaking the drops off. Yes, it was, I, I caught that as well, and it was very unfortunate. <laughs> He's done that occasional footballer thing of kneeling down and pretending to stretch the hammy when in actual fact he was taking a whist. In front of a full house. Oh, and about probably 10 million viewers. Right, so how did he think he was going to get away with that? Don't know. Then they cut away to um, George Gregan, who I'm sure was just tucking his in after he'd done the same thing. (laughs) Georgie wouldn't do that. That's what it looked like. It was bad timing. The camera literally panned across as he was literally shaking the old fella off. I just think Australian television personalities put some pants on. I mean, it was ordinary gear. It looked like he was wrestling a... Oh, oh, jeez. It's hard to self-edit at this time of the morning, but I did. (laughs) If it was the afternoon, anything could have happened then, Ty. Python, I think, is the word you were looking for. Yes, it was huge. Who's going next? Uh, Dan, go ahead. You've got some shocking TV. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you going? How are you? Yeah, pretty good. The the worst thing I've ever seen, the World Cup edition of the combined footage show that was on a couple of weeks ago. Mm. (laughs) What aspect in particular? Well, the opening. Simple Minds coming out and performing Don't You Forget About Me. And miming it really badly. Miming it badly after all these years. It's half of it, as we discovered the other day, is just la, 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 la. <laughs> How can you not get that right? Well, if you know, if he, if he did the la, la's with the microphone actually in front of his mouth, it would have been acceptable. Oh, right. Was it because um, Jim Kerr was crouching again? Oh, he was holding it up in the air and doing the big, you know, um, fists in the air sort of thing and uh, singing la, la, la at the same time. Have I, have I told you my Jim Kerr story? No, let's hear that. Well, moment. it's very, very briefly. We had Jim Kerr on the shebang, and he was yes. banging on, and we were ha ha ha. And anyway, we got around to him saying he was trying to find a pub where he could go and watch his particular soccer game. Yes. And so he goes in, and he's sober now. He's cleaned, oh, right. his, cleaned his act up. Right. He goes into the pub to watch his soccer game. Standing at the back of the pub, same pub. There's Billy Connolly, two sober Scottish guys <laughs> in a pub watching a game of soccer. <laughs> Never been seen before. What is going on with the world? Put that where that would be shocking. That's shocking pub behaviour. That's another phoner. <laughs> oh, that suggests we don't have time for another phoner, Marty. Is it over? Yeah, that's all it is. Jeez, it pings through. It does. The sizzle in here. There's still too much talk, though, I'm told. Ah, don't worry, Tony. <laughs> Hopefully they'll forget. See you.
They, they eventually leave you alone. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure they know where our office is yet. That's part of the problem. I don't know where your office is. <laughs> Access. You have to go to. You have to lift a bust, and there's a button, and then the bookcase goes aside, and there's some poles. It's Ed's pole and my pole. Richard still has to use yeah, the stairs. I'm <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Marty. It's always great when you come in. And I love it, Ty. I'm a big fan of the shebang in all states except Adelaide due to an ugly incident we still haven't managed to pin down. Oh. But uh, anyway, what's coming up on today, shebang? Give it some sizzle. Oh, we're sizzling our way through a rehash of Italy winning the World Cup. German files? German files. Uh, there'll be a bit of um, guess what dogs barking gear. And then Thief. <laughs> I love that segment. Thief in a turn up for the books is going to do the second half of the show nude. Oh, there you go. Uh, She'll have her own TV show before the end of it. And, of course, the new weekly is Chockers today. Oh, we'll be flicking through the mags and I'll be doing some sort of celebrity trash segment. Excellent. And uh, I think our key phrase today, guys, was... So it's six, no, of, six, six of... Six seven, of... Seven, six or... Six, or, or, six or, of one. The baker's dozen. But half a dozen of the other. Six, six, well, that would be seven. Seven, seven and one. Are those yours on my forehead? And due to an administrative error, we'll be back tomorrow with Greg Fleet again. I don't know how that's happened. It's all thanks to the Mercedes-Benz racer. Oh, you